T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I will definitely look at the makeup you know, in this case, you were talking about offense of offense. And what did we do well? We ha- I mean, statistically, we did a lot of good things this year. But, yes, you know, the other day, 10 points is not going to win many playoff games, most likely. You know, we know we got to score more than that. Buffalo Bills general manager Brandon Bean. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Jeremy White. Sneaky Joe taking you through a Thursday morning. We'll take more of your calls. We'll also go to the Western Hotline. We've got uh, Tyler Dunham, golongtd.com, on the Western Hotline. Tyler, good morning. Good morning, Jeremy. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Tyler, what are we going to do with these bills, huh? What are we doing here? <laughs> That's the uh, the multi-billion dollar question, right? Uh, yeah, we can get into a lot. Uh, I, I think that the expectations have changed, right? The uh, The drought ended. This is a a team that's won the division a few times, a 13-win team, as, as Brandon Bean reminded folks several times over at his, at his presser. But it's about getting over that last hurdle. And, I mean, after covering Green Bay for so long, I feel like I'm having deja vu at this time of year where it's like it's a really, really damn good football team, but there's just uh, a few missing pieces and a few different things they, they probably got to do. So, yeah, I'll, I'll let you take the floor, actually. Yeah, Tyler, I want to actually lean into that. You know, you covered Green Bay for a while, a team that has had – a Hall of Fame quarterback, an MVP for, I mean, many years. Before that, they had Brett Favre. But in, in Green Bay, they didn't really have that big, long drought. And I feel like whenever we talk about all this, we should talk about the psyche of the fan base and the people that cover the team and talk about the team. And it does feel like this postseason kind of changes how we talk about them. And, you know, people use the phrase, the honeymoon is over, an awful lot. In this case, I feel like it's real. Like, a real corner has been turned about, all right, down to brass tacks, down to business. How do you make sure you don't go wrong like a lot of other good teams get to this stage and go wrong? So, like, looking back in Green Bay, what were some of the, the, the failures? What were some of the uh, the good things they did, of course, with Aaron Rodgers, you know, weaved throughout this whole story? You're absolutely right. I get the same sense, Jeremy. It's like, you know, maybe it's a little strong to say the honeymoon is over, but you know, this is the sixth longest tenured head coach. Um, they, they they did the hard work. They found the quarterback. They chose Josh Allen over Josh Rosen. So And then they paid him. And then they got him a weapon in Stephon Diggs. So then it's about everything else. And, and Green Bay was so similar because, you know, they were knocking at the door. I, I guess it's different because they did win it. And Aaron Rodgers is, what, third year as a starter. Yet after that, it was a matter of just not, not really getting guys on the defensive side of the ball that win in January. I think they, they were so draft and develop heavy 
that they, they didn't get aggressive in free agency. They, they didn't sign, you know, a, a big name that's going to make a big play when you need it in the playoffs. So the Bills did that, right? I mean, that's who knows where this team would have been with Von Miller. They're not going to beat Cincinnati. I mean, that was just a beatdown. But he, he helps in that department, so they did that work. I, I feel like it's kind of twofold. I mean, there's, there's the coaching and there's, uh, you know, the granular stuff in the course of a game where, you know, you had these, these fourth downs and you're being passive. You're, you're not recognizing that the defense isn't stopping anybody and you've got to turn this into a shootout. I mean, that, that chance at a two, you know, the, the double dip at the end of the first half stands out there where, you know, you, you've got to go for it there. You've got a chance to just redictate the terms of that game right there. You know, think positively. Think that we're going to score this touchdown, get the ball back, score again, make Joe Burrow and the Bengals chase you. Yeah, that we, we've seen time and time again that that just isn't Sean McDermott's style. He's a defensive coach, the one defensive coach in the final eight. And then you can look at the other side, the front office and the big picture decisions and the fact, I mean, you've, you've been on this forever, Jeremy. They're just not adding weapons. I mean, they haven't drafted a wide receiver in the first three rounds ever, um, this current regime. So I think that, they, yeah, there's a lot that has to be done, and there's a lot of teams that would love to have these problems so it can get fixed. But this is a crucial offseason because it, it can tip the wrong direction, and it can, it can tip that wrong direction fast. And on wide receiver, uh, I saw you commenting, you wrote about a little bit about Brandon Bean's comment about Jamar Chase. Uh, I don't want to suck bad enough to get Jamar Chase at the top of the draft. And everyone's kind of had their go at that, Tyler. But I guess with context, how did you take it? And also, I don't know, like... (sighs) You, you, you've even said this a little bit. You can't. You, there are so many ways to get that top talented receiver that you know you don't need to be in the top five to get a Jamar Chase. There are Jeffersons and Ayuks and and Metcalfs and AJ Browns that I, I for me I thought Bean kind of missed the mark there when talking about the position because again there are so many guys that are fantastic in the league and very few of them have actually gone very high in the draft. You're absolutely right. I mean, T. Higgins was 33rd overall. That. There is a sweet spot there, end of the first round, early second round, even into the third round, where you can find some legitimate weapons for your offense, and they just they've kind of been ignoring that range. You know, I listened to the whole press conference, and he's not wrong. You know, I, I guess, and if you're just going to look at what he said, he is right. I mean, the Bengals were able to get Jamar Chase because they were bad the year prior. They also took Jamar Chase over the player everybody told them to take, and Panay Sewell, who's really really good um you know everybody thought you got to protect joe burrow that's how you do it that's old school protect his blind side and they they made the bold decision to draft jamar chase and there just haven't been those kind of bold decisions outside of the stefan dicks trade to surround josh allen with weapons i mean they we can go right through the reason i mean all all the ways that they could have done it um you know the cody cody ford pick obviously when aj brown dk metcalf are there um, I mean, in, in free agency, you can find a guy on a one-year deal. That's kind of what the Chiefs did with Juju Smith-Schuster. He's hungry. He wants money. Adam, he's a really good player. Um, draft players, because they're cheap. You, you don't have to pay them for four or five years. Uh, I think it's probably time for, for Brandon Bean and some offensive-minded people in that draft room to say, enough is enough. We need to add our transcending quarterback some weapons. We need to put some pieces around him because when it's third and two and you need a play and you throw deep to Gabe Davis, you saw what happened, right? I mean, it's right there for everybody to see. Now, 
I think Kansas City is a perfect comparison here because, yeah, they don't have the, the quarterback on the rookie deal like Cincinnati and the number one receiver on the rookie deal like Cincinnati. But, boy, the Chiefs thought like two years ahead of this thing where you know, Patrick Mahomes is running around for his life. I think he ran for 397 yards against Tampa Bay in that Super Bowl. And they said, all right, we got to fix this offensive line, and we're not going to just give Tyreek Hill whatever he wants. So they rehauled the line. They they maxed out at Tyreek Hill. They went out and signed Marquez Valdez-Scanling, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, Travis Kelsey. All the tight ends in, in the entire world are underpaid, so they get a bargain there. And now they can go out there with a gimpy Patrick Mahomes and possibly beat Cincinnati because the line is so good. So you got to give them credit for thinking way ahead and – I'm not saying the Bills should have, you know, not paid Stephon Diggs because he's really, really good. But there's a lot of different ways you can find players outside of going two and fourteen and you know drafting a receiver. Tyler Dunn joining us of GoLongTD.com. He also, of course, does the uh, you show with Isaiah McKenzie. You do happy hours with uh, Jim Monos, formerly of the Bills. You know, McKenzie, Tyler, let me ask you about that. He's he's a part of this offense. He came back this year. McKenzie might kind of go on the list of players that Bills fans thought would be more involved, right? Like this offense ends up being Diggs involved, Singletary getting a good chunk of carries, and then every other piece, you know, maybe not Davis so much, but McKenzie, we thought he'd be more involved. James Cook, we thought he'd be more involved. Naheem Hines, on and on. There were stretches for, for Dawson Knox. So, you know, in your conversations with, with Isaiah McKenzie about this offense, year one with Ken Dorsey, it sounds like Ken Dorsey is coming back. Uh, the Bills are hoping for banking on growth in that offense. And I guess how much do you think there is there from the offensive coordinator in terms of growth and how much about maybe new weapons or, or, you know, we're talking about wide receiver a lot. What is it that has to be different? You know, and you could put up the statistics from 2021 on one side of the screen, the statistics from 2022 on the other and say, look, they're just as good as they were offensively. But then when you actually watch this offense, right, drive to drive, quarter to quarter, game to game, it didn't have the rhythm, the flow that that, that Brian Dayball offense had where you've got a short to intermediate passing game that is serving as your run game, right? It's just getting out of Josh Allen's hands quick. Um, you know, they're, they're running certain plays. They're going to set up other plays through the course of the game. It just seemed like when this Bills offense was, was really humming in 2020 and 2021, there was just some, some type of flow to it that this one didn't have. It was pretty boom or bust, right? If the big plays were hitting like, like, they, like they were often, right? I mean, even the Miami game, if they don't hit those two bombs, Skylar Thompson beats you at home in the wild card. So um, it, it, when, it's, when it's hitting, it's good. But when it's not there, you, you get shellacked by the Bengals. There's just really there's no consistency in, in taking your layups to just go down the field like Burrow was, completing seven – they're completing passes to seven different receivers before the end of the first quarter. Um, I feel like that is, and that's an indictment on the coordinator and the plan more than the players. That being said, they, they didn't get enough out of their players, right? I mean, Isaiah, um, I think he's, he's proven to be a good complimentary, supplementary piece, and they were maybe expecting more out of him after the, the training camp that he had. It just didn't come to fruition. You know, we've talked about it. He, he was pretty honest. He said, look at the film. I'm open. They're just not throwing me the ball. So there, there's probably some truth to that, just like there's some truth to a drop here and there. Gabe Davis not ascending like they, they thought he would. There, there's just so many moving parts here that I feel like the easy answer is just constantly add 
weapons. Just constantly add receivers, and you can kind of you know eliminate some of these these problems that arise. Yeah, we need to change. Everyone says you can never have too many defensive backs. The reason for that is because all the other teams have a lot of receivers. You know, so let's just go get as many receivers as possible. Tyler, you snuck in a line there. You said all tight ends are underpaid. Now you have a book. Uh, the, the blood and guts, how tight ends save football. So for the final four going forward, I want your picks based on tight ends. Right? Let's just do that. You've got Kittle and Goddard and Kelsey and Hayden Hurst. So who wins? What are your picks for the conference championships if it's uh, if it's tight end based? Oh, I love it. Great work, kind of working blood and guts in there, Jeremy. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I didn't even have to bring it up. I didn't even have to show myself <laughs> out here. <laughs> um, I, I like Cincinnati to win, but you've got to go Kelsey because he's just, I mean, their whole offensive, their whole passing game revolves around him. And then you've got to go George Kittle on the other side. I, it was so cool for people to uh, to, to see what we talked about in the book in that, in that playoff win over Dallas, where in the heat of this violent game where grown men are trying to destroy each other and rip each other's heads off and want to kill each other out there, he's just laughing and smiling, having the time of his life. And, I mean, there is a method to, to George Kittle's madness. He, he got into it where he's like, look, if I can kind of laugh and make a joke and, and disarm people, then I can flip that switch, turn it on, and crush them. He goes, I can kind of flip that switch easily during the course of a game. Um, he made Aaron Donald laugh once or just kind of completely disarmed Aaron Donald, which is really, really hard to do, and then took advantage of it. So I think that's uh, an element of his game that is kind of underrated and yeah, I mean, in their running game, I mean, he's just unleashed from these dangerous angles in the wide zone scheme that really go overlooked, too. I, I still think Kittle's the best of the very best today. Kittle, you know, Kittle, he, he's been a different one because Kelsey's like the fantasy and the touchdown monster. Yeah. And Kittle, I think, is always thought of as good. But, you know, the, the offense in San Francisco doesn't exactly run through him the same way that it does in Kansas City, which is probably why he doesn't get talked about as much. I mean, I think he's pretty universally thought of as one of the best. He only had 86 targets this year. Yeah. And he still put up big numbers, 11 touchdowns. Um, but yeah, Tyler, I've never thought of him for that being different because Kelsey's what, 150 targets versus Kittle? Totally. I, I mean, you look at a box score and San Francisco runs for, you know, 190 yards. He's a huge part of that. I mean, he's, he's kind of on. Un- unleashed in, in motion, and he's in the slot, he's out wide, he's in the backfield. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's just so diabolical on how he he, he, he targets your weak links on defense with Kittle. I mean, he, he's just taking people out um, and in a huge part of their run game. There's, you know, we, we were talking about Gronk at one point, and Kittle said, you know, there's a game that Gronk had. He goes, it was the playoffs. I think it was the Chargers, a divisional playoff win, that Gronk might have had one or two catches. Because I can't stop watching that film. If you look at what he did in the ground game, it's a clinic. I mean, he is just taking people out. And we tend to overlook that part of a, of a tight end's game. And I, I think that's why, I mean, these, there's an inferiority complex here with these tight ends because they have to do everything. I mean, they've got to make the catch on third, third and eight with 70,000 screaming fans and the game on the line. Yet you also have to do this stuff that nobody notices, nobody cares about. It's, it's the grunt work of life and you're underpaid through it all. Like you're, you're, you're paid less than the best receivers. You're paid less than the linemen. 
Um, I think that's why you really get these outlandish personalities. It's kind of organic where you know everybody's overlooking me genuinely, and I'm underpaid, so i got to be a little nutty out there. Yeah, you got to be a little crazy. And, and Hawkinson's on this list, too. Like He just yeah. looks, he looks nuts. Yeah. <laughs> he looks crazy. All right. While, while we're on the Niners, actually, real quick, you wrote also at GoLongTD.com about Brock Purdy. And are you are you still waiting for that game where he looks like okay that's why he was a seventh round pick and a third string quarterback coming into the year or are are you at a point where you're just thinking this is what that offense is with him at the helm and we might be a couple of weeks away from one of the biggest stories in NFL history of Mister Irrelevant winning the Super Bowl in, in year one. This has got to be one of the biggest sports stories in our lifetime that we're not talking nearly enough about you're right if he goes to a super bowl wins a super bowl as mr irrelevant in a rookie season that's absurd that's insane and i wonder if other teams around the nfl are going to say hey we're not going to pay quarterbacks 250 million dollars 300 million why why would we do that let's just do what the niners do and you know find a uh, somebody from a, a big time college purdy played in big games conference championship game he, he set all the records there but yeah, he's six foot nothing, two hundred twelve pounds. Um, the scouts had nothing good to say about him. Uh, but in our offense, where we're paying everybody else, right? Debo's getting number one money. Ayuk's a one thousand yard receiver. Defensively, they're just loaded. They've got the defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. Fred Warner's worth two or three linebackers alone. I-, I wonder if they're creating this new model, and then it's like, all right, well, Kyle Shannon is also one of the best play callers. Um, they've they've got the best defensive coaches. I, I still kind of feel like it's an anomaly, and you'd much rather still chase that quarterback and pay that quarterback because he makes a lot of other problems go away. But that that's where it gets interesting for me, guys. It's like, are, are they creating this this new blueprint, this new model that other teams are going to attempt to chase? Tyler Dunn on the Western Hotline. Tyler, enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk soon. Anytime, guys. Thanks so much for having me. We'll, we'll definitely do it. Tyler Dunn, golongtd.com. You can uh, read his stuff. Lots of good stuff. You know, not just Bill's stuff, but around the entire league and uh, jump in one of the happy hours. The reason the Purdy story is not being talked about as much is because it's the Shanahan story. Yes. And you are a hater. I'm a hater. I'm, I can't. You know what? Here we go. You know what? Win the Super Bowl. Hold on. It's going to start our game that we're going to do next. Kyle Shanahan is him. But he's not a goat. He's not a goat. But Kyle Shanahan is him. Hmm. That is our game coming up next, by yes, the way. Yes, Joe's putting together gonna, a game. He's going to list yes. people, and I'll decide if they are hims or goats. Yep. Ky- you going to dispute that? Kyle Shanahan is him. We're talking about NFL coaches. He's him, but he's treated like a goat. Is he not? He's no, talked he's about not. Like, he he's walks not. on water right now. He's That's because he's him. I'm just saying... <laughs> He's gotten them to the Super Bowl before. Yeah, with Jimmy Garoppolo. And his quarterback was incapable of making the throw that would have won them the Super Bowl. That's right. So he drafted one third overall. And and that guy has not been that good. But it's been out there that he wanted Mac Jones. Okay, maybe Mac Jones would win the Super Bowl with him. How different is Mac Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know. I want to see the guy. If he wins the Super Bowl, then it won't matter. All right. I want to see the guy that is considered the best quarterback whisperer in the NFL develop he's got one de- franchise quarterback he, in your career. He's got to develop one. 
If he's the offensive coordinator. Well, like, yeah, mold one. Not just plug and play whoever. If he's the offensive coordinator of the Bills next year, what are you picking? If he's, if he's, what do you mean by picking? If, I'm picking him Kyle, to the Super Bowl. Yes, of course you are. Because <laughs> he's him. But he doesn't ever want it. Like, he didn't want Trey Lance. He doesn't want that guy. Well, maybe he knew Trey Lance wasn't good. Maybe. I just think he, from all of his quarterback selections, or who the guys he's had, it seems that he's got a style. He likes the game manager. And he can figure that out. And he's good at it. He wants a quarterback to play in structure. Right, but and don't you need to win the big one? Yeah, he's never had one that can play in structure and out of structure. But that's that's my, my thought that's, is Purdy he, might be the closest thing to that. Maybe. My thought is, though, that he will never want the guy that can win out of structure. I think that's why they drafted Lance. I, I feel like Lynch forced that on him, though. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. But the proof's in the pudding that he was never thought of going in year one. And then even year two, Lance... Is going to start, and they kept Garoppolo because mm-hmm. they couldn't trade it, him. It was even being talked about like how many bet is Trey Lance three Ooh. bad games away from Garoppolo going in? We have a Bills coach firing, safeties coach Jim Salgado fired today. Has been on McDermott's staff since 2017. Okay, he was the, he was the team's nickels coach, moved to safeties this year, fired. Huh. Am I supposed to read it? I'm trying to think. Should I read into that in any way Sorry. for anything? Elena Getzenberg, ESPN, reporting that the Bills' safeties coach Jim Salgado has been fired, according to a source. Here's the thing: you know, he's supposed to read into that. Here's what I would say: it means that firings are happening. Mm-hmm. Is that the only one? I mean, of all the positions, you would not be mad about this year for the <laughs> Bills. It would be the safeties. Right. Jordan Poyer playing hurt. Micah Hyde hurt all year. Hamlin was very good when he started the year when yeah. he was in. So okay, we'll see if there are more, but that's the first one. It would feel would it feel weird if that's the only one? It might feel weird if it's the only one. Here's my prediction. I just want to make this prediction on the air. If Leslie Frazier doesn't have a contract, if his contract is up this year, as I think has been reported, uh huh, they would have to actively bring him back. Right, it's not the same as just keeping him. I still think the door is open for Frazier to maybe mutually part ways. We'll I know that. Would they would they make an announcement? Or do you think the, that's the other thing? Or would we just find out, hey, the Bills are interviewing Vic well, Fangio today? Think about how quiet they kept it that they fired their special teams coordinator last year. Oh yeah, it was like not it was like months, wasn't it? Was it was months later he was not returning. Yeah. And that was a decision that was from what I'm told, made pretty quickly after this, the, the 13 seconds loss, and it was months before it was officially reported. But this is this is bigger. Maybe. there's this, there, We got one firing. We'll see if there's more coming. Jim Salgado, ESPN reporting, uh, Elena Getzen, Getzenberg reporting that Jim Salgado fired today by the Bills. He was their safeties coach. We'll play him or GOAT. We'll get to your calls, and we'll see if there's more news on uh, coaching staff changes here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. 937. The news of the day so far from the Bills is that safeties coach Jim Salgado has been fired, according to uh, a source tells ESPN. Elena Getzenberg covers the Bills for ESPN. She is reporting that. He's been on McDermott's staff since 2017. Mm-hmm. From 2020 to 2021, he was the team's Nichols coach. He moved to safeties this year. He has been fired. We'll see if, if there's more. If... We start seeing more and more defensive assistants fired. Every, with everyone that comes in, I'm going to think it's more likely Frazier's gone. Like, if they start taking his staff apart, don't you think? I don't know. I mean, don't you think that's would, it? Is a defensive coach about to clean house defensively? I don't think so. Right, because it's also McDermott's It's defense. McDermott's. He's been with McDermott since 2017. Yeah. So, unless he just wants to start over. Jordan Schultz reports that Jim Irsay's number one choice for head coach of the Colts remains Jeff Saturday. Oh, really? They're going to do that? Yeah. They're really going to do that? Yikes. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe it'll go well. Did it go that poorly? It did. Okay, maybe it did. It did. There, they, was, there, was, a, there was like a fourth down decision at some point, wasn't there? There was like, no, it was the clock. Yeah. They like ran. There was a Thursday night game where they ran the clock down from like two minutes to like one twenty. Yeah, they had one win. Didn't they only beat the Raiders? They beat the Raiders. I think that was it. That was it. And the Raiders lost to everybody this year. A lot of close losses. All right, let's play a very quick game. Actually, you know what? Let's get a call in. Adam in New Jersey, and we'll play Double our game. Play game. Adam's been waiting. Going to get to Adam. Adam, good morning. You're on WGR. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Good, good morning. So the reason why, like, I would trend more toward replacing McDermott is I don't trust that he can use weapons, even if he got new weapons. That's my fear with him being a defensive minded coach. And also I don't buy this excuse that uh, uh, McDermott and Bean have been thrown out there about Hines not being able to learn the playbook. Like, come on, like you have Hawkinson who, who, who had over a hundred targets in Minnesota who was traded at the same deadline. You have Tony that was in, he, uh, he he was scoring touchdowns in his first his first game. Like, I find that to be a BS excuse. And honestly, I really hope Sal's listening because he kind of gave him a pass on that too. Because he's like, yeah, you know, that's what happens. Well, it didn't happen with the other team, so why did it happen here with Hines? Like, th- th- that's what doesn't make any sense to me. And then, and the fact that I don't trust that he can use new weapons or use them correctly, you might you might say like, hey, 
player X is a bust. Well, we tried. Well, I don't know if he was used correctly now and because he lost that trust with me as a, as a fan. Um, also, I just had one question. Uh, if Bean does not take – if Bean takes a, um, a defensive player with the first pick of the draft, will you start the fire Bean train? <laughs> no, probably no. not. Um, it could happen. You know, it could, it, it could happen. It'll I- be loud for a couple of days. Yeah, people would be upset. Here's one scenario where they take a defensive player, and I'm not sure if everybody is mad. Okay, ready? Okay. Linebacker. If they let Tremaine walk and then take their first-round starting middle linebacker, how mad could anyone really be? They could take a receiver in the second round and the third round. The second round is a very nice spot for receivers. They yeah. could sign some in free agency. They could make a trade for one. Like I, the the, the offseason can't boil down to you must do this thing with this one pick. If they were picking fourth and there was a absolute stud receiver, I would be banging the table for Jamar Chase. Now, don't take a linebacker fourth. Once you get to 27, it's not the same world. The reason why I'd still be upset is Tremaine Evans walks, and they have a glaring need at middle linebacker. They draft a middle linebacker first round. What I'm then thinking is this is back-to-back years that would have happened, really three years in a row, that this would have happened, where the Bills drafted what their glaring need was. Right, and you always say, like, people say, don't draft for need. Yeah, to me, then this team will always draft. There will always be a glaring need. Right? Like, especially with Allen no longer on a rookie contract, there will always be a glaring need on this roster. And if I'm signing up for, they're just going to draft the glaring need every year, it means I'm never getting to receiver. Or I'm only getting to receiver, to go back to the Packers comparison for, from earlier, I'm only getting to receiver when Diggs isn't here. At that point, I'm never going to get my receiving core to a point where they are overwhelmingly talented and one of the best in football because. I've got a hole somewhere else that I could plug in. In in twenty twenty four it's gonna be well, I need now I need a right tackle. So glaring need. Let me draft the right tackle. And then over and over and over and over, I'm hoping I could get receivers in the later rounds. Second round's a little different, but I'd still be upset. Just go for the overwhelming talent at the receiver position rather than like I'll eat the hole. I'll try to fill that with a second round pick or a third round pick. Or hell they just drafted a linebacker in the third round. Wasn't part of that reason because you thought he'd be able to replace Tremaine Edmonds? He's like fifth on their depth chart at linebacker. I know. So maybe that was just a miss. But they just drafted a linebacker in the third round. Like, that guy can't replace... If he can't, then, like, Dodson, like, I would just fill it in. It's going to be hard to believe that Dodson was chosen to be that, right? Because he is... Like, Edmonds... Part of what Edmonds does is the centerpiece of this defense is gigantic and rangy. Yeah. And Dodson is not that, is he? No. There were plays when he was in there. He had to start when Edmonds was hurt where he was like almost there. And I remember thinking, oh, if that was Edmonds, that's a, that's a deflection Wait, because he was just didn't have the length. Sorry. It's not even Dodson. He wasn't their third round pick. It was, uh, Tr- Tr- oh, Terrell Bernard is Terrell Bernard. Pick. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But, but Dodson was the one that played right over Bernard. Yeah. I don't know if Bernard is, the future at that spot for them. He's way down the depth chart. Um, thanks, Adam. And on the weapon stuff, like it's on the coordinator to get that done. The Hines stuff, it's, you know, it's just it's still it's still 
It's I a, just like I don't even want to listen to it. It's a mystery how this how they got those guys and didn't get them involved. All right, I'm ready to play him or goat. I'm ready for a game. All right, him or goat. Let's figure out who Jeremy thinks is a goat and who is him. Just him. Him. Joe Burrow declared himself him. Stephon Diggs declared himself him. Yes. Well, lots of people are doing that. Yep. Goat above him? Yes, goat is above him. Okay. I want to figure out, though, we'll, we'll start with some easy ones to the figure hi- out how hi- high your standard is for goat. The line between him and goat. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start with a couple easy ones. Or just test. Test to really figure out where you're at. Patrick Mahomes. Him. Wow. He's, he can't be the goat yet. Okay, so you're like me then, that like there's one goat. There's not one. But okay, a couple. Yeah. All like, right. I mean, like, okay, keep All going. All right, Tom Brady. Sure, goat. Joe Montana. Uh, yeah, sure, goat. Peyton Manning. Goat. Okay. I almost want to keep going quarterbacks now because figure out where the quarterback line is. I'm ready. Um. All right. How about Josh Allen? Him. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. John Elway. Not the goat. So are we done with goat quarterbacks? That might be it. Dan Marino. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if you go back far enough for Elway and Marino, they can't even be him because him wasn't a thing. Him back wasn't then. a thing. Well, no. Goat really wasn't a you thing. You know what yet those either. guys are? Those guys are the man. The man. Okay. <laughs> All right. The man. Which is an older version of him. All right. Because people used to say, I'm the man. I'm, now they just say, I'm him. All right. Steph Curry. Goat. Uh, uh, an emphatic goat. Absolute. Okay. A, a goat. LeBron James. Not Maybe not the goat. A goat. He's a goat. The, he's the greatest shooter of all time. Goat. Just goat. Goat. That's fine. You LeBron. see a goat emoji above Steph Curry and you're fine with it. Has to be there. Okay. LeBron. LeBron. Goat. Yep. Okay. Michael Jordan. Do I even need to ask? Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, Giannis. Him. Giannis is him? Sure. Shaq. Oh. Goat. Goat. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Shaq is amazing at a million things. Yeah. It's like if you're the greatest of all time at something. Yeah. Shaq's like one of the best personalities of all time. Ab giving the goat to yes. Okay. Alex Ovechkin. Goat. Connor McDavid. I mean. You know what's popping up in my like my Facebook memories? What? Is, oh, Erie trips? Yes, going to see Connor McDavid I had, at, at Erie. I had one of those recently. It was like a, a Snapchat memory of just like, there's there's the Kitas Adoroff and the London Knights against the Erie Otters. Uh, what, what, McDavid. Him. Him. He yeah. fits in the would, same category as Mahomes does in yeah. a sense. Uh, yeah, amazing right now, but no, you're not, you're not getting goat yet. All right, Sidney Crosby. Goat. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Okay. Tiger Woods. Goat. Rory McIlroy. Him. Thought I might be able to sneak <laughs> a goat in there just because of the, the last 12 months with, he uh, might with be, Rory. Again, he's like Shaq level for me. He's just the best. Yeah. Rory is... Rory represents everybody, right? Not everybody, but... Rory is like Captain America Ireland for golf. Yeah. He is the... Put a new logo out there for golf and have it be Rory. It'd just be like the Avengers logo. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, uh, I guess that should be Tiger, not Rory, but still. Yeah. Um, 
How about Travis Kelsey? Goat. Okay. Thought I might get that there. Gronk. Goat. Okay, so a couple of tight ends. How about Von Miller? Goat. Goat? Yep. Okay. So how many passes? Bruce Smith. Sure, goat. He has the record. The man. Remember, if, there, if you go the man, if you go He's too the far, man. if you go far enough back, we're going the man. Okay, the man. So like Jerry Rice, goat. You don't like the young guys. I was going to ask Justin Jefferson. Him, him. I would be giving some of these young guys goat status. You can't give Justin Jefferson the greatest of all time. I, I mean, he's got the most yards isn't, in the first three years of his career than anybody. Isn't that what him represents? Is someone being able to say, like, that's I can't say I'm the greatest of all time. But I'm him. But I can say I'm him. Like, right now, I'm him. Yeah, I'm him. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, enemy of Big Pharma. <laughs> <laughs> the self-proclaimed <laughs> enemy of Big Pharma. Yes. He's got his own special designation. Right. He claims, yeah, okay. I, I'm not answering on Aaron Rodgers. All right. Um, this is a fun game. Kevin Durant. It's fine. It's fine? He's fine. What, is that, what does that mean? He's, he's neither. <laughs> oh, so he's neither. He's not even him. You can't be him. You can only be him if you're active. Ooh, is that right? He's active. I mean, well, I mean, he's not. He's is injured. He? he plays like 40 games a year. Charles Barkley. Who do you think he is? Brady? <laughs> um, Barkley. Definitely not a goat. Not even like are you you get you kind of give Shaq some credit for the the broadcaster. I give Shaq credit for everything. Shaq is a treasure, a national but, treasure. But Charles Barkley, like on TV, if you're if you're if you are counting, you'd that. have to say he's a goat of yeah television and analyst. Yeah, goat. Okay. They bring him in for the NCAA tournament. He's never even heard of these teams. He just says a couple words. Everyone's like, yeah, all right, into it. Okay. Marty Brodeur. Non-factor. Just wanted to finish with that one. Non-factor, yeah. Hashik Goat. Hashik Pat- Goat. Patrick Waugh. Goat. Only two goalies? Can Ken Dryden be the man? <laughs> His numbers always blow me away that he has the second highest save percentage ever, and he played in the 60s. Yeah. I had a thought about Owen Power the other day. So there was a clip that went around. Owen Power, him. Darlene. I had him on my list, but when you started knocking the young guys off, I'm like, can I ask Darlene? I can't. He co- could be the he could be the goat saber defenseman. Darlene? How far away is he from being the greatest saber defenseman of all time? You'd have to ask a saber fan that's been watching the team since earlier than 2002. So like someone that watched Housley. Yeah. Because your standard is what Campbell and also. No, my standard is Talinder. What? <laughs> two years of Henrik Talinder was the best Sabre defenseman I ever saw. But that was a different when? era. When? Oh, 5 oh, 6 he was amazing. He was like a top three defenseman in the league. Underappreciated. No, come on. Henrik, was he really? Henrik Talinder was him. Yes. he's the re- Joe, he's the reason they lost the 5 oh, 6 series is because Talinder got hurt. They could have survived a couple of those other injuries. Tal- You're saying they could have survived McKee, yep. Newmanin, and who else missed? Yes, because Talinder and, Lud- and Ludman would have still been there. Yes. You're saying he was a top three defenseman. I'm saying yes. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it. In my head, it's true. Some stat guy <laughs> out there. Is Chad DiDomenesis listening? Like Someone Listen, out there, tell me what his numbers were research that research these things. I want to know. Talinder was a linchpin. 
And when they won game three and lost him, I came on the air the next day and say I would rather have lost game three and kept to Leander. Wow. Really? That. There were two injuries that postseason. Connolly, who at that moment was him. He was going to win the Consmyth. Which would have put him in a conversation for Goat Saber. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, to Leander. Linchpin. Devastating loss. Interesting. I Way don't more. Re- I always what? just... Like, I just... I just gr- I, I was... Give me a break, and then I was 11 at okay. the time. But I always just grouped him together with the other guys. Somebody call and tell Joe how great Henrik Talinder was in the, on those teams. Because I don't even ever think of him individually for that team. Uh, I always think of it as Talinder and Ludman. They were great. Talinder was great. Hashtag, okay. all right, tweet, at Sneaky Joe Sports. Is that it? What is it? At Sneaky Joe Sports. At Sneaky Joe Sports. Hashtag, respect Talinder. <laughs> respect Talinder. <laughs> All this you got to respect to Leander. Um, is that is that it? Is that the completion of him or? Yeah, we're, we're I, I got more names on here, but we're Wait, let's we, go, we can we can do this again. Let's, let's go more, more genres. Tom Cruise. Ooh, goat. Meryl Streep. Sure, fine. Goat. Tom Hanks. Mm. Really? Fine. Fine. Not, a, fine. not yeah. a Tom Hanks guy. I mean, uh, Eddie Murphy. Goat. These are goats. Okay. Trying to think of other genres now, other than just people that have been in movies. How about Taylor Swift? Goat. Okay. Uh, Drake. Hmm. <laughs> trying to think of other genres too, like chicken parm. Chicken parm. Actual goat. chicken parm. Goat. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All time, yes. What food is him, but not a goat? Um, ooh, turkey sandwich. A, a great cheeseburger, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. I like the answer. I mean, it's him. Can't be the goat. I was thinking like chili, a steak of some chili. Chili, chili is, good. is chili is him. Chili is chili him. is him. It's good, but then you know there could be yeah. times you're never gonna rank it like number one on like any food list. Chili, chili is him. Beef stew is goat. Not a beef stew guy. Him. Him for beef stew. <laughs> this is the good stuff. Yes. Brayton has added me with respect to Leander. Brayton, the instruction was to at Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Either way. All right. Extend the sports, uh, and then we'll wrap up get out to the Extra Point Show here on WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. All right, we'll get you off to the Extra Point Show. Sal's coming up with Joe. Get Sal's thoughts on uh, the move the Bills made to fire, according to ESPN, Elena Getzenberg reporting, that the Bills have fired safeties coach Jim Salgado. Could that mean that more is coming? Uh, We don't know, but that's one move on the coaching staff that uh, has been reported by ESPN. Jordan Poyer changed the background of his Twitter or Instagram? What was it? Of his Twitter. Like the the header image on his Twitter, he changed to the last dance. So like the Michael Chicago Jordan, Bulls last dance. Yep. Uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and like the, the last dance logo next to it. Which means he's signing with the Bears? <laughs> I took it to mean that that was the last dance that just happened. Yeah. But others seem to think... He's going to come back for one more? Because the Bulls won that year. Yeah. 
So, I don't know. Did, right? Does he? Did he just view what just happened as the last dance, even though they didn't win? Which would be a little strange, I guess. Or does he view this upcoming season as the last dance? I wonder how tough it is for both him and Hyde to have basically not played together this year. And like Poyer's yeah. last year, he would leave off of you're not playing with Micah Hyde. Yeah. All right. Extendo Sports is over and off to the Extra Point Show. We're back tomorrow for, I guess, a bit of a football Friday with, uh, you know, no Bills game. Anyway, stay tuned for the latest on uh, the Bills coaching stuff and the Sabres play tonight, 8 o'clock in Winnipeg. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.